You're listening to From the Field, the podcast helping ministry leaders think differently, thrive personally, and lead thoughtfully. Welcome to From the Field. My name is Ryan Hughley. I'm lead pastor of Ridgeline Church in Salt Lake City, Utah, and the founder of Telio, a care and formation ministry for pastors. My name is Tyler Dravitz. I'm the executive pastor at Ridgeline, and I also lead a company called MyXP, where we provide remote support to churches around the country. You can learn more at myxp.church. How's your week going? It's going pretty good, actually. Yeah? Yeah. In in the midst of this, like, kind of quasi-sabbatical? Yeah. Has it felt restful? You've been traveling a lot, sometimes... I feel like tra- travel is like, I don't know how to say it. I find it uh, reviving, mm-hmm. but exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of really good, like, so I feel like my bucket is full mm-hmm. and my body is tired. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So, yeah. But I mean, in general, good. I think I was I was sharing with my therapist this morning, one of the things that, uh, you know, people begin, have begun using this like term endemic. Mm-hmm. Um And it's one of those where, like, I've heard it for a while now. Mm -hmm. I first heard it, and I was like, oh, you're just jinxing it. Mm -hmm. And then it seems, I don't know, and maybe because it's, like, warming up a little bit, spring is coming. It just seems like, just maybe. Yeah, I see, I looked at when I first, I I kept seeing it, and on full disclosure, I had to look up what it meant. Uh Because my assumption was, well, it's an endemic, so it must mean the end. Oh, doesn't it? it. No, it basically means it's never going to end. That you just learn to live with it. Whoa. So kind of like 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 I guess the so the re-ask flu. the question. How am I doing? <laughs> you're, you're, I you're... thought even science was like starting to support like <laughs> no, this it is, is gonna be it's, over. No, it's getting better. But there, but basically that there's probably not going to come a day where it's like on March 13th, 2022, COVID was gone and over. It's that it's going to be like a slow trickle. Somebody effect. needs to work on that word. <laughs> Endemic means it's the end. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe someone will will correct me in that, but I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Unbelievable. Well, I'm going home. On that note. (laughs) Unbelievable. So that's how I'm doing, apparently. Okay. Far worse than I expected. (laughs) All right. Well, I found uh, what I think is a fun question for us Uh to kick off today before we get into our our conversation. What is something Mm -hmm. that everyone looks silly doing mm-hmm. i've got a few all right go ahead i got a couple too um for sure most things that are like body weight based exercises are just <laughs> ridiculous for everyone like everyone looks stupid doing a burpee like yes. that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah for sure and every once in a while somebody like when you do like a box jump and uh-huh. you stack a couple boxes yeah. and you're that guy you look baller yeah otherwise everyone just looks horribly like shoot throughs or yeah. i mean just ridiculous, especially a 300-pound guy doing a shoot-through. <laughs> Go to Draper F45 at 6 a.m. and you'll you'll be able to see. This episode uh, sponsored by you're right. Draper F45. <laughs> That'd be nice. You're right. No All right, kidding. so that's that's a good one. Yeah. Here, here's my first uh-huh. one. My uh-huh. first one is uh, riding a unicycle. Yeah. No one. Now, here's what I'll say. I have nothing but respect for a person that can ride a unicycle because that cannot yeah. be easy to yeah. do. But I've never seen someone and I've thought, 
that that person looks amazing on that unicycle. They always look like they're about to fall over. Yeah, it just yeah. kind of looks like a controlled fall all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so mine's unicycle. You got another uh-huh. one? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I was thinking about this. I think most people look ridiculous brushing their teeth. <laughs> like, it's just a ridiculous, like, because you make weird faces. You're trying to yeah. get strange spots. Yeah. Like, maybe you burned the roof of your mouth, and so it's like... You're brushing it, but it's real painful. It's just a whole, it's yeah, a whole experience. A good it looks one. dumb, yeah. My second one would be uh, taking a selfie. Oh, yeah, everyone looks dumb. Yeah, that does that. not look. I don't care what an influence you are, how attractive you are, <laughs> especially when you catch someone and they're like, they're taking multiple, yeah. trying to get the right thing. Like, And it really seems like people that take selfies are unaware of yeah. how, like, I'll, I will take a, like a group, yeah. like where I have to take the picture of like yeah. my family or we did it at yeah, Disney. Yeah. But the just like standing there taking a picture of yourself, especially in a public place, I yeah. just always like, there were quite I a wish few I of had those at Disney. Yeah, I don't have like, the confidence for that. Yeah, looks silly. Mm. All right, you got any else? Is no, that it? We're going to stick with two. That yeah. was good. All right, yeah. I like that. Well, we're having a uh, series of conversations about burnout. Uh huh. So uh, we jumped back into that last week after like a two month hiatus. Mm hmm. And so we talked this week, we're going to, we're going to format a series of conversations around, um, looking at one factor a week that has contributed to this kind of state of burnout. Cause it's not just one thing, you know, no. like it's not just, I've worked too many hours or I've had too much conflict or it's a bunch of like, it's a complicated, there's like layers to it. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about a different layer every week and then try to discuss some better ways forward Mm. in that one thing. Okay. I like it. So this week I was, as we talked this week, as I've thought about it, I think probably the most common frustrated and weary refrain that I've heard from you the last few months has been, I mean, I've probably heard you say this dozens for sure. Uh, Dozens of times where you've said the phrase, I'm so tired of everyone getting a COVID pass except me. Mm-hmm. That exact phrase you yep. said over talking about this COVID pass that everybody gets except yeah. you. So to kick us off, why don't you expound on that a little bit? Talk about what you like, what, what's at the root of what it is that you're describing in that sentence? Yeah. I mean, I think, um, we've worked really hard to make it okay at our church that like we talk a lot, like everyone's not doing well mm-hmm. and all of that kind of stuff. And it just feels like, um, it feels like we really embrace that and kind of embody mm-hmm. what that's like. We're and- very open and honest about like like realistic about what's going on. Whereas yeah. it seems like some, like some, for whatever reason, there's Christians yeah. in particular that seem like delusional around like, everything's great. Nothing yeah. has happened. I mean, there were countless churches we know of that viewed 2021 as like, you were going to take it back. Yeah. I did not take much back. No, I did. I, I didn't. Gave I don't. It. I you gave it. more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I think it, it is this thing, and we've had to be really, really gracious with one another and mm-hmm. we, like, humanity, about just when somebody is tired, when mm-hmm. somebody is beat, when they can't. Um, if you get COVID, you know, you just got a total, and that's part of it. To this date, to my knowledge, I could have gotten it asymptomatically or mm-hmm. whatever. I just haven't gotten it. And I've been pretty careful, mm-hmm. but not like but you've still traveled never like, have gotten truthfully it. the careful. last couple of months it's shocking. I mean, so you've been on what three, four airplanes? I mean, yeah. three, four trips, so yeah. both ways yeah, yeah. in the last few months, and yep. somehow you're like the one person that hasn't got omicron. I don't know, yeah, it's unbelievable. you're like superhuman. Well, I gotta tell you they <laughs> should the get my blood, and then it would be a real end demic. yeah. <laughs> 
I'm going to just start yelling at people when they say that word now. But regardless, I just think Mm -hmm. it's this sort of trump card, sort of like royal flush type thing to... It kind of gets you out of anything. Yep. And like, and and you can talk a fool mm-hmm. and you were just COVID weary and right. you can, you know, not make, show up for yeah, something, not show up for things. Uh, and you just were worried about the crowds. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just so many things, but it feels like, and I'm sure a lot of people in a leadership position feel like this, but I'll just talk about myself uh, and specifically at our church. It just feels like, and I'm the one who has to catch all of that. Mm -hmm. So when you just are too exhausted to serve, I got to pick that up. Mm -hmm. And when you're just too this, that's on me. And Mm -hmm. when you just can't seem to follow through on what you had agreed to, don't worry, I've got the, and, and, and not only that, but even from an emotional or a relational perspective, it just feels like everyone is really looking for like grace upon grace as far as just they're not really playing with a full deck. However, I feel like on the other end, especially so myself, those in a pastoral position, I know you've felt like this. Mm-hmm. On the other end, I feel like it kind of feels like we've been read the Miranda rights. Mm-hmm. Anything you say can and will be used against you. Mm-hmm. And so there's no margin for you're tired. There's no margin mm-hmm. for you're weary from all this. There's no margin for, I mean, how many times you would come out of your office and talk about the exposure that your kids had received at school mm-hmm. early on and mm-hmm. just all of those kind of things. And so it's so stressful. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot weighing on, but it just doesn't seem like the permission is there yep. for myself to to just be like, you know what? I'm just not going today. Yeah. Because I just feel like I don't even know what would happen. Right. Nothing. And it's, I mean, the truth is, like, I mean, this COVID pass thing is like, pick your industry. Like, there's a there's a supply chain issue. Yeah. So you get a COVID pass oh, yeah. for that. Because what are you totally. going to do? Like, yeah. we're the service is going to be slow and crappy wherever you go because COVID we have a staffing issue. It's a COVID pass. It's like nothing is exempt from this great COVID pass, except what feels like I have very much felt like, and I've said this in some relationships and conversations, I feel like if I do anything other than affirm everything that everyone thinks says and does right now, like, I'm the devil. Totally. And and that is makes it a an exhausting way to try to function relationally and then also on the leadership front. Oh, for sure. And even from from like a commercial standpoint or whatever, I just COVID's being used for everything. Mm-hmm. I just can't hardly even keep up anymore. You know, I went uh, I was uh, on the way to or I went to a barbecue restaurant R&R is what it's called here in Salt Lake City. This episode sponsored by yeah, R&R. R&R. We, we got to get some sponsors. Yeah, I know, right? We're working and, on it. And so you I went up to the counter and I was like this and um, I think maybe your kids were with me because somebody wanted some mac and cheese uh-huh. and they were like, oh, you know, sorry, we actually don't have mac and cheese right now. And he did it in that sort of like COVID ate the mac and cheese, <laughs> you know, like, oh gosh. COVID ate and the I mac and cheese. And I looked at him and I was like, wait, now there's a noodle and cheese shortage? And he was like, sort of looked around and he's like, nah, the guy's just left in the oven too long and burned it. I was like, then just say that. Don't, yeah. don't give me the like, oh, sorry, we just... We don't have any mac and cheese yeah. right now. Like, because it's like, so his thought process must have been like, this is such a regular occurrence totally. that I'm he'll sure, just, if he I just say it, he'll assume. By my response. Yeah. Cause I was just like, uh, cause I was about to take it. Like, yeah. oh, I get it. And I was yeah. like, Wait I've heard of a lot no of sense. shortages. Right. There are noodles and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the cows are okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can very much relate to that. And so let's talk about, some ways forward in that, because I would say what is not what we've experienced doesn't work is the idea that, well, everybody else does get a COVID pass 
and we just have to be okay yep. and functioning. And the pastor has to keep going. Yep. yep. It has to keep functioning as they always have. Yep. And like like it or not, that is not working anymore. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a handful of better ways to go forward in this. Okay. And I'll kick us off. The first one is, I think it's so critical that everyone acknowledge that the past two years have really taken a toll on you. Mm-hmm. Every once in a while... I don't know about at this point, but I feel like maybe halfway through, like, so like end of 2020 or in the midst of it, every once in a while I'd meet someone that's like, no, this has been great. And, uh, I mean, not very many, like literally Mm. I had one conversation like that in 2020. Yep. But I think the idea that you're going to pretend and maybe even not consciously pretend, but ignore that this has taken a toll on you, like that is not a sustainable solution at all. So I would argue that like in the same way that cancer has the potential to kill you if you don't address it, you know, it's, it's not like if you have cancer and you're like, well, I'm just going to pretend I don't and we'll see how that works out. Like yeah. that's going to win. Like that just ignoring an issue does not make the issue go away. Like that's pure madness. Mm -hmm. So in the same way, unaddressed weariness and wounds are going to kill your ability to be fruitful in ministry. So I think my big concern for leaders at this point that are not in touch with the impact of this is they're going to ignore it and that's going to work until it doesn't, Mm -hmm. which usually means you've hit a wall that oftentimes you can't come back from. Like something has broken in you where it's just like, I can't go on anymore. So I think it's so important to be honest with yourself, to be honest with friends, to be honest with your church, um, and to be open about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I know that like there are some, there are definitely probably leaders in places that we've talked about this before, that it's not really, they're not in a safe place where they could be um, open and honest with the people around them. Right. Like some people might really risk their job. Sure. Mm, I would just say like, this is all more important than just your job. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, like we know of churches where, I mean, their stance is that if you feel anything about COVID, you're not trusting the Lord. Right. And that's just silliness. Mm-hmm. That's probably other, that, other words. Yeah. That's the nicest way to yeah. say it. Yeah. All right. So that the first thing would be to really acknowledge that the past two years have very much taken a toll on you. The second thing would be learning to, as, as you sort of become aware of this, um, learning to live within new limits, mm-hmm. right? So um, one thing that we've both experienced is burnout drastically impacts your capacity, mm-hmm. meaning we literally are not capable of things that we once were. So there are, you know, when you're, when your tank is full, when your energy is full when mm-hmm. things are cl- cl- clicking along like normal, I don't know why I made, I had a speech impediment and it kind of sounded like click, 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 like train tracks. Mm-hmm. That was just a happy That's accident. Cool. Yeah. But there is a time when you can, pr- like some people whose capacity is very high, you can produce at a super high level. Mm-hmm. Burnout is like, well, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. So yeah. you have really no choice but to, to, to acknowledge that and pull back and live within it. And I know like, I'll ask you a question because you are a high capacity person. Mm -hmm. Acknowledging limits is something that's not super easy for you. Mm -mm. Like, and and, and it's not, I would argue, I mean, I know you well enough to know. I acknowledge them. I just don't behave as though they exist. Yes. (laughs) And, and I would like some people do that out of pride. Mm -hmm. I think yours is less pride more that you're a very, you have a very, this is what has made the like no COVID pass for me Mm -hmm. thing hard for you is you're a very, very high responsibility person. Right. 
and we can thank like probably your dad's worth it, mm-hmm. work ethic yeah, for yeah. that. Um, so dad and Larry, dad, dad and Larry Reinhold. Mm-hmm. Is that his last name? Reinhold. Reinhold. Cause he holds reins. Mm-hmm. Is that for real? That's just how he reminds you to say it. Oh, oh, I think it's, I, I thought he just changed his last name no, to be like, uh-uh. I am one. Who no, holds just reins. like, cause people never know. Ryan oh, or Rain and, okay. Anyway. <laughs> wow. Um, <laughs> I don't even know if I remember my question for you at this point. I don't point. either. So what, like what, what advice would you have for people that it is hard to like acknowledge limits mm-hmm. and like you're, you've, you've started to feel limits in a, in a series, which is mm-hmm. one of the reasons that you're taking the sabbatical. Yeah. But like what, what words of encouragement maybe would you give to someone who like you has a really hard time functioning within these limits that are sort of forced on you by burnout? Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think, um, you have to do the best you can mm-hmm. and, and that's it. And I think, and I think also recognizing it, the idea that if you do genuinely keep going to a point of like total burnout, mm-hmm. then you can't be responsible for the things that you are responsible for. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, even for now, it's better that I take a handful of weeks off from serving than just decide I can't serve at all anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that I think there's some things like that that are just really sort of important to keep in mind. Um, Hmm, let me think. Um, and then I think doing your best to find those things that are bucket filling mm-hmm. um, are really good. And I think sometimes it feels like you can't fill as much as it's being emptied. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's not a real bucket. It's just like, you know, a sieve just yeah, or yeah, just a tube yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you're never going to fill up. But I think working hard and, and being honest with yourself about what those things are, mm-hmm. you know, and if there are certain people or certain activities or certain things like that, I think doing your best to like find times for those. Mm-hmm. I feel like right now in particular, um, I'm getting everything done and I'm having like lots of like fun stuff in my life as well. Mm-hmm. And so as a result, I'm very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, even, you know, meeting with my therapist today, just like say, like I didn't have a ton to talk to him about. Cause mm-hmm. I think in general, uh, two things, I think I'm feeling pretty positive. And until about 10 minutes ago, I thought endemic meant something <laughs> different than it does. This is going to keep so, coming up. Oh man, <laughs> I could barely function in this episode. I was like, all right, even science is on my side. <laughs> nah. Yeah, I think I think another thing is is I was thinking about this earlier in the week is thinking about these limitations as something to rather than like we think often think about especially high capacity people think about them being uh, limitations need to be something that are pushed against and that need to be stretched. Mm-hmm. I think that biblically speaking, there's an invitation to befriend these limitations and weaknesses, and I, yeah. I've been thinking a lot about. Paul in second Corinthians, when he talks about this thorn that he asked God to take away yeah, and, and Jesus says, no, after three times asking, and then says to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in your weakness. And so I do think that from a relation, our relationship with God, there is something that can be, there's an invitation to experience God in a deeper way mm-hmm. if we, rather than try to ignore these limitations, function outside of them, if we really do acknowledge them, befriend them, and allow them to be there so that we can experience God's strength in a new way. Like there's a spiritual benefit that is offered to us in the midst of it that we run the risk of losing when I just keep trying to like push the, the limits further and further. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So learn to live within new limits. The third would be... 
this is a this is a really hard one, but come to terms with your ministry getting smaller because that's probably going to happen. So coming to terms with your ministry getting smaller. Um, we were talking about this earlier in the week. Um, we have no choice uh, but to really commit to living for the approval of God over people. Like mm-hmm. when you, I think one of the the downsides to having what feels like all the energy in the world is, I mean, how many pastors and ministry leaders do you know that, I mean, genuinely kill them? I mean, it feels like are working toward killing themselves, trying to please every single person in their church. And when you are feeling burned out, you have, I mean, it's like it forces you to not be able to do that any longer. So you have to really make a decision I have to, I, I cannot do this any longer. Sure. So I have to make decisions based on what do I believe is honoring to God. Sure. And sometimes honoring God means disappointing people. Totally. Most of the time it seems like Yeah, it, it seems does. like a lot of the time. Yeah, and I just think that um you know, you have to be willing, you know, I think uh, a lot of pastors could say that and then they sort of lose their minds and so I think, you know, maybe having a close friend or two that can speak into that kind of thing as well. But if you're genuinely through this season, letting your hope and joy and all of that rise and fall on what people think and whether or not, you know, I, I know pastors that every time anyone leaves, it's like they go into depression about it. And mm-hmm. that's just like, you can't do that right now mm-hmm. because it largely doesn't have anything to do with you. I even think of, uh, we've had some different situations happen here at Ridgeline that have seemed so big. And as these people have continued to work through it, Mm -hmm. it comes to find out it largely had nothing to do with us to begin with. Mm -hmm. And like, and it took them a really long time to get there. Mm -hmm. And so you'll get, you know, maybe an apology or something on the back end, but through the process, if you allow yourself to identify and own everything that's said, everything that's thought, everything that's felt about and towards you, mm-hmm. you're just never going to succeed in this role. It's not possible. Yeah. And I think in general, most leadership positions, you won't. I think what's different is for whatever reason in the pastoral ministry, it's sort of celebrated and expected that you are, you know, keeping everyone appeased mm-hmm. and you just, you can't. And, and mm-hmm. I think, um, I think one of the things I'm grateful for about feeling, you know, some of the burnout is you do just like you genuinely get to the point where you don't have the emotional energy to care anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I just I think there's different things that come up and unless they're like 100 percent totally valid, I need to call some up one up and apologize. It's like, yeah, that's your opinion. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I was thinking about this and I talked to my therapist about this yesterday, but Uh I think one thing that is so so challenging. And this is true of, of all relationships for sure, but it's never like, as you and I relate as friends, yep. it's never just you and I relating like your, when you relate with me, you're relating with me and like all of my personal imperfections, totally. but you're also relating with all of my past trauma. Yep. You're re- relating with like all of this stuff that I'm like unconscious things from my sure. childhood. Like whether or not you slept good last totally. night. Totally. Did the meal you have, like, do you have heartburn? Right. I mean, just there's, a, there's yeah. just all of these things going on in the background. And what's hard is because there are still so many people who are not very reflective not necessarily super self-aware, haven't done much inner life work to really understand a lot of that, they are largely unaware. And so what ends up happening 
and I'm like in my the spiritual degree, uh, spiritual direction program I'm in right now. I was even mm-hmm. been doing a lot of reading about this idea of transference that's common within like psychology and relationships and all this stuff, which is basically that someone transfers this past hurt and baggage to you, mm-hmm. and it's common with leaders because you know. So if like let's say that someone has some kind of really significant father wound that they are unaware of and they have not processed totally, and then you as a like in my situation a male pastor authority figure in their life mm-hmm. that gets transferred oftentimes unconsciously to sure. you and they're not relating with like you're not mad at me you're mad at your dad right get a therapist work through right. that stuff right. and figure that out but all i think the point is just becoming aware that all of that kind of stuff is in play right. and and not you know, especially when you're worn out, you just, you cannot try to be that person's dad. Yeah. You can't try to be that person's mom. You can't try, and you're not their therapist either. So you have to, in no way are we arguing for like your COVID past looks like you get to be like an abusive jerk to everyone in your life and then just blame COVID. But we are saying like, you have to be okay with the fact that people are probably going to be disappointed with you as your capacity diminishes. And when people are disappointed, oftentimes rather than sit in and deal with their own disappointment, they just leave. And if you don't come to terms with that, then you are going to run yourself ragged trying to, to use your word, appease every single person. And that could literally take your soul. Yeah, absolutely. So the last- And I think, you know, your whole thing about coming to terms with your ministry getting smaller and everyone's Mm -hmm. has. And even if it's just the Sunday service, maybe you have like lots of people online or this and that, but large in part, I mean, studies have been done. I don't know a single church that I'm familiar with that doesn't have less people showing up on Sunday morning than they used to. Mm -hmm. And, and in some cases it's COVID related. And Mm -hmm. as they're starting to find these studies, as it pertains to like working from home or coming to the office, offices are opening up again across America and no one's showing up. Right. There's this whole article in the wall street journal about how people just, don't want to anymore. Yeah. And I think what you have to recognize is that there were some people, no matter how faithful you are, no matter how great of a shepherd you are, there's some people in your church that were there just because they were getting church points. Mm -hmm. And then through the year you had to close off and be online, they recognize that they don't immediately melt if they don't have church points. And Mm -hmm. so they're all done. Or they found somewhere else that believes in masks or doesn't believe in masks or Mm -hmm. believes in vaccination or doesn't believe, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, and so just like, it's fine, yeah. you know? And I think I think once upon a time, I, I hope what this does is I hope it changes some of these, you know, uh, fifth, 100 fastest growing churches in the nation. And this, there's so many things celebrated that just are not, have, have little to nothing to do with you. Yeah. And I just wish that we could get kind of beyond that mm-hmm. and just focus on like, what about the most faithful pastor in America? Yeah. And what about the one who like is like, both loving their church and their family well. And some of those types yeah. of things of those just don't sell magazines. So. Yeah. And I would say like, if you are the type of person that is like on that train where you're paying attention to the fastest growing churches and blah, blah, like just get off that train. Right. Cause it's just poison for your soul. Totally. Which I think at some point we might do a whole episode on the effect of kind of these external circumstances sure. and the ones that we have control over. But yeah, in short, like, Stop subscribing to that stupid magazine. Mm. Uh, Lastly would be to 
take your own COVID pass, mm-hmm. which you're doing and is, is really, really hard for people. So I was like, I got like, mine laminated. I'm you gonna did, yeah. using it. Yeah. You're wearing it around. There's no tearing that sucker. You half. show that with your vaccination yeah. status when you go into places. <laughs> if I'm rude to you, I got a COVID yeah, right. pass. Um, so I would say like practically if people are like, well, what, what does that mean? Take a COVID pass. Like, well, again, if you've acknowledged what has like the effect that this has had on you, that your capacity mm-hmm. is diminished, that you are weary and worn out, then that would mean maybe you need to cancel some meetings. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to cancel some events as we've yeah. talked about, even though this is like some people will not be willing to do this. We would say cancel a service. Yep. Um, I was thinking like it's okay for ministry to have supply chain issues right, right. now. Everybody yeah. else is like we just can't get it done. Just can't get it done. Yep. And that's okay. And I would say I think one positive, one opportunity in this right now is it, like reevaluate what is essential. Yeah. You know, like we've probably talked about this through the last couple of years, but there is an opportunity in this to continue to shed non-essential work. Like there is just, I still like any of these church website I see that has like, that's like a hundred people and has like almost as many ministries. That's Mm -hmm. too much. Yeah. Like cut some of that stuff away and take your COVID pass, which, you know, I think is very closely tied to rest, which we talked about last week. And if Jenny in your church wants to start a knitting group, tell her to start a Facebook group and invite whoever she wants. Mm Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be like you don't have to attend right. it. Yeah, you don't have to attend it. You don't have to put it on the website. Mm-hmm. None of Just it. or go do a meetup. Oh, yeah, do a meetup. <laughs> There's an episode on that. Mm-hmm. All right. Any final thoughts that you'd throw in on this um, as far as the COVID pass goes? No, but I mean, take it. Do something fun. Go to the spa. Go to the spa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That helps. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, uh, we'll we'll be back next week with another episode coming at this from uh, another angle, talking about another factor that has contributed and hopefully some some ways forward. Uh, but until then, uh, we're so thankful that you would be back with us and hang with us through that two-month break that we took. So thanks for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, we would be really, really grateful if you would help us in three ways. You can listen wherever, uh, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, leave a review uh, wherever that might be, and then we would love to connect with you. Full disclosure, I'm off the Soch right now. Mm. So if you want to connect with me, send me an email because I would love to hear from you. Any questions, any feedback that you might have, ryan at ridgeline.church. Did you, real quick, did you do a big post about I how didn't. you said goodbye to to social media? No. I'm not a fan of the you? of the like telling the world I'm taking a break from social yeah. media because I don't think anyone cares. No. They don't. They don't. Like, even when, I mean, like, I can think of a couple celebrities, like Ed Sheeran. He, like, when he's on tour, he posts stuff, and then he goes dark. Mm. So he'll leave a post, like, I'm done. So his whole theory is, I'm going to travel, I'm going to live my life, and I'm going to write another album. And then he's totally off social media. And I'd guess he has millions of followers. Millions, yeah. When when my 17, they don't, I I could just text them, hey, uh, I'm not going to post on the gram. Or millions of people know what's (laughs) going on. Yeah, I don't think anyone else cares. Yeah, no. So email me, ryan at ridgeline.church. Where can people find you? Oh man, I am a influencer, as they call it. (laughs) And so you can find me on all the platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. TikTok. No TikTok. Snapchat. I don't understand TikTok. At wolf. Tyler Dre. <laughs> I'm going to send a wolf. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, 
Thank you so much. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. We'll catch you on the flippity flip. Gross. Flippity flip. (laughs) Michael Scott.